Well, hello there, Richard Tubb here at home in the studio garage for a very special bonus episode of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants. Now, we've produced this bonus and two others like it as very special episodes as part of the ultimate MSP podcast crossover event in September 2022. Now, the ultimate MSP podcast crossover is an event which we hope will introduce you to not just my podcast, but the wealth of top MSP podcasts across the world. And remember, during September, you can win $1,000 just for sharing on LinkedIn using the hashtag MSP Podcast Crossover. For all the details, visit tub.co forward slash ultimate podcast. Now, if you're a new listener to this podcast, welcome. I'm Richard Tubb, the IT business growth expert, and I'm a former managed service provider or MSP business owner with 20 years experience in the MSP space. For many years now on this podcast show, I've interviewed the most successful, smartest people in the MSP industry so that you, the listener, can benefit from their ideas, tips and wisdom to help you to grow your IT business. Now, we've interviewed so many amazing people on this podcast that in these three bonus episodes, we thought we'd highlight three of the best episodes that you can start listening to to help your IT business. In this bonus episode, you'll hear an extract of my very special conversation with Maggie Philbin. Now, for those of you in the UK, Maggie Philbin will need no introduction. She's the legendary host of BBC television show Tomorrow's World. I'll let you into a secret here. A lot of the amazing people I talk to on this podcast are personal heroes of mine. And this episode, which was a special episode to celebrate the 100th episode of our podcast, was an amazing experience for me. I'm smiling just thinking about it. I hope you enjoy this very special excerpt from my conversation with Maggie Philbin. I'm Todd Kane, and I'm the host of the Evolved Radio podcast. We're celebrating the ultimate MSP podcast crossover event all through September. The best piece of business advice that I've ever received is what gets measured gets managed. This is from management godfather Peter Drucker. This is really useful because MSP owners are very busy. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to focus on and you can get pulled in a lot of different directions. And if you understand what good looks like, you have these measures that are clearly understood by yourself and the staff. They act as objective measures that help everyone to understand what good looks like so that everyone can focus on what the priorities are and know when the business is off track, what areas need support and allows you to focus on more of the strategic activities rather than being dragged into the day-to-day and the minutia of the business. Then if things are red and showing as off track, then you know where to apply some energy. But otherwise, you get to stay out of the day-to-day and be more uh, trusting with the staff so that they can be more independent with the day-to-day and the management of the activities that they're supposed to be responsible for because They know what good looks like. They have those objective measures and allows everyone to work on the parts of the business that will move everyone forward. And it feels like everyone's working on the same thing and pulling in the right direction and know when it's working and when it's not. So when it's not, just work with the team. uh, Be curious. Ask lots of questions. Why do we think this isn't working? What are we not doing? Are there processes or systems that we're missing? Uh, And it allows a more... Uh, balanced approach to the troubleshooting of the things that naturally go wrong in the business. 
So I'll be back for our ultimate MSP podcast crossover on September 30th. And remember, you can win $1,000 by posting about our crossover on LinkedIn. You can use the hashtag MSP podcast crossover to enter the draw. See you then. What's your experience of speaking to young people about the IT industry, about technology? How do they view it at the moment? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. They don't know a great deal about it their enthusiasm is varies hugely um, and it depends what kind of contact they may or may not have had so if they know someone if there's someone in their family or a family friend or something who works in tech then they may have a bit more of an idea about what might be possible um, and, and when students do find out what's possible they there is no stopping stopping them. I mean, one of the approaches that Teen Tech uses is uh, the the kids take part in a program called the Teen Tech Awards program, where they develop their own ideas and it's very open, brief, can you make life better, simpler, safer, or more fun using science and tech? And, you know, the ideas are many and various, but the point is, it's an idea which that student for whatever reason, cares about and believes in. And then we connect that student with mentors and they they go on a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a cliche to talk about a learning journey, but that's what they go on um, in very unexpected ways, um, you know, sometimes. And um, then what you see emerging at the end of that are young people who are incredibly enthusiastic about tech because they've just had a sense of... Not only, you know, this is a really important area, but actually, you know, I I could do something in this in this area, because uh, yeah, um, and and so then they, you know, their their opinion changes. But if they don't have access, I mean, I mean, if I take my own my my own daughter is now um, thirty three, uh, but one of the reasons I set team tech up was because she was I think I don't know would have been 15 or 16 at the time and she had absolutely you know if you if I said to her about why don't you think about a career in tech it was just like you're kidding me why would I <laughs> why would I want to do that yeah because everything she experienced um at, at, at school which then it was just it was um, called simply um, IT, and it, it was all about sort of spreadsheets and Word documents, um, you know. But uh, I guess so. She couldn't absolutely couldn't see the point of you know why would she want to do that. So she went off and she did a degree in geography. But then after doing that degree, she worked with a mate of mine um, straight out of university, and um, you know he he'd got a startup. I asked him, would he like to borrow Rose for six months? <laughs> and and that, that meant she got lots of experience and started to think, actually, maybe this world of tech that, you know, mum's been banging on about forever might be for me. And now, you know, she's had the most amazing career in tech. Uh, but, but, you know, the thing there, the, the massive advantage that Rose had was that I knew someone um, we could afford when Rose finished uni for her to go and work for free um, because um, the person who was had his startup 
certainly couldn't afford to pay anybody at that stage. Uh, so, you know, and and that's what we want to make available to everybody yeah. is that network is is you know right. So you really enjoy this. Well, let me ask, you know, and that's what we what, what Team Tech does is just to connect students to people who we feel are going to give them experiences, give them insight. Like we had a, um, some students in Brixton um, who were, had got a, a really nice idea for, uh, 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 in, in fact, we got them to demonstrate their product at a CompTIA meeting. Um, right. These lads from Brixton who, it was a, it was a comic and an inter, a sort of an interactive comic using sort of, um, AR and you sort of you held your mobile phone over the comic and then you're able to download games and anyway it was a nice idea and we connected those students to the CTO of Disney in the states um, and the purpose of doing that was because we wanted those students to have the experience of talking to someone really inspirational just get that because it's very uh, motivating if someone like that sits and listens to your idea and oh, goes, I really like that. You know, and, um, you know, Nick was really good because, he, he, you know, he sort of said, look, um, if this was my idea, I know what I would do, but I've got, you know, 500 people sitting behind me <laughs> who I can go, right, here you go, get on with it. Um, there's just three of you. So here are the things that... Um, I think you could do to build on this idea and start to turn it into something. And as a result of that conversation, to cut a very long story short, um, they built the product, they learned a new programming language, um, and you know they've they've gone into tech careers. Wow. And, and and that it, you know he provided that that bit of motivation, rather like your teacher did for you, because we all need that person who essentially goes I'm going to take you seriously here because I think you've got you've got it in you and one of the kids I mean and, and he is very open he's he, he's joined um our young person advisory group for teen tech and um he said the whole reason he got involved in with the um teen tech in the first place was because he was always in detention for one thing or another and the teacher who led what was then like a teen tech club um, said, look, you're always in here. You might as well come and be part of this thing rather than <laughs> <laughs> sitting over there doing whatever detention assignment had been given to him. And that's, you know, um, so it, it, it's really gratifying uh, you know, for, from my point of view that when you, when you see the way that the, the students start saying, actually, this is, this is an interesting world. What's more, I can be part of it. Yeah, I think, you know, everybody listening has got that opportunity because we all know uh, young people, people in, uh, mm. we can open doors, we can offer inspiration, we can offer motivation. So absolutely. On on that point, so we've talked about, you know, things that uh, what governments can do at a national and global level. We've talked about universities and schools. On a more grassroots level, what can the owners of small and medium-sized IT businesses do to attract young people? And uh, more um, girls and women into the IT industry because IT or certainly the sector of IT that I work in tends to be very male dominated. So I'm wondering what can we do? What can the listeners of this show do at a more grassroots level to encourage more girls and women into the industry? Oh, I think there's, there's lots. I think um, 
One of the things which often happens is a company will go, right, well, you know, we need to go out there and run some kind of an initiative. But what I always encourage people to do is to take a long, hard look at themselves first and think, Okay, so um, how many, you know, when we're recruiting, sort of like, you know, what's the balance of, what's the gender balance when we're recruiting? How good are we at retaining staff? If we're not that good at retaining, what, how long do people stay? Why do they leave us? Um, And what could we do to change change what's going on? Because Mm. sometimes, because one of the, like, advertising, uh, is an industry which has no trouble whatsoever in gender recruitment initially, but they have pretty similar issues. If you go up the, you know, you rise up through middle management, management, blah blah. That, um, you know, board level, you can, again, you can. <laughs> simplifying things here, but you almost like parachute people onto a board, but that thing about right the way keeping that balance or, or just thinking well why is the shift they have yeah. they have issues too so it's not just about can we be better at recruiting and the answer is probably always you know that all things that we can do but really take a long hard look at what are we doing to make sure that once we've got that talent on board that we're doing everything we can to support it that there aren't um we aren't subconsciously because of the culture of a company being less you know inclusive and you know about just about the way we do things hey richard tub here the host of tub talk the podcast for it consultants now we're celebrating the ultimate msp crossover event all through september so here's the best piece of business advice i've ever been given don't try to do this alone Running a managed service provider business can be a hugely rewarding endeavor, but it can be a lonely, tough slog. One way to mitigate this and accelerate your growth is to seek out like-minded individuals and communities. For instance, I'd highly recommend you attend a local peer group where you can speak to other MSP owners about your challenges and fast-track your solutions. You can also get involved in communities like the Tech Tribe and CompTIA, where you'll soon realize that your fellow MSP owners can help you. You might also seek out mentors and coaches, people who have been there and done that. In short, don't try to do this on your own. You can grow your business a lot faster and have a lot more fun if you seek out people to surround yourself with for advice and encouragement. Now, I'll be back on our ultimate MSP crossover show on the 30th of September. And remember, you can win $1,000 by posting about our crossover on LinkedIn. Use the hashtag MSP podcast crossover to enter the draw. I hope you enjoyed this short bonus episode where I spoke to television and tech legend Maggie Philbin. Now, if you found this bonus useful, I'd encourage you to check out episode 100 of Tub Talk, the podcast for IT consultants, for the full length episode where Maggie and I speak at length about her career in television and tech how we as an industry can encourage more girls and women into a career in technology, plus a special listener Q&A where Maggie answers questions about her long career in TV and tech. And remember, throughout September 2022, you can win $1,000 in the Ultimate MSP podcast crossover event. 
just post to LinkedIn using the hashtag MSP Podcast Crossover or check out all the details at tub.co forward slash ultimate podcast. Hey team, this is Richard again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is MSP Insights. Now, every Tuesday, I share my thoughts on the business of IT with you, the managed service community. Thousands of managed service providers already subscribe to MSP Insights. It's easy to sign up, easy to cancel. MSP Insights is basically a short email from me every Tuesday without fail with advice on growing your IT business, plus cool resources I found, discovered, or started exploring that week. It's kind of like my diary of cool things and often includes articles or books I've read, tools I've discovered and events I think you'd be interested in, often sent to me by my friends and Tub Talk podcast guests. So if that sounds fun, a short tiny bite of MSP goodness every Tuesday and you'd like to try it out, just go to go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. That's go.tub.co forward slash Tuesday. Drop in your email and you'll get the very next one. Thanks for listening.